everyone. We're back for another episode of Swimming Your Feelings. Happy Black History Month, as well as, I guess, almost Valentine's Day. This episode is really going to focus on what does love look like? I knew I wanted to talk about love for this episode, but I really struggled with figuring out, I guess, how to frame it. And that led me to the question I asked myself, what does love look like? I um, want to kind of kick us off with some poetry. As you guys may or may not know, I'm a poet and an author, and my first book is called Thoughts of a Mustard Seed. I actually published it during COVID, so that was one of those good quarantine things that kind of came out of it. So let's get to it. This poem is entitled Beautiful Blackness, and if you have a copy, it is on page 75. We've been raised to fear the dark, so the idea of loving our blackness goes against everything taught. All right, so that's a short little poem, but I feel like it hits hard. And because it's Black History Month, as well as Valentine's Day this month, I thought it was a perfect way to kind of kick us off to really understand what one love looks like from pretty much birth, you know, because we learn how to love other people based on either the representations that we've seen of love, how we love ourselves, our interpretation of love. So, yeah. I've learned so much about loving other people's and myself, (laughs) trial and error, of course. Um, And I feel like I didn't fully understand love until I really started to love on myself. That's why I say self-love probably comes first before you can really think about like what love looks like from a romantic standpoint it took a couple of breakups and just not great situations for me to really sit down and think about what I was doing wrong and I realized that in some of those I guess breakups and relationships I I really didn't focus on what made me happy outside of being with that partner. So after my last breakup and before meeting my husband, I really took that time to kind of like reintroduce me to myself. So that kind of looks like doing things that really like brought me joy. And it could be simple. It could be having a cup of tea every day, multiple times a day. It could be me putting on my lotion like a bit slower instead of rushing, you know, like actually massaging it into my skin and adoring myself when I look in the mirror, as well as, of course, like affirmations and things of that nature. So once I got to that point of like healing and Loving even that inner child, of course. And then the teenage version of me that maybe have made more mistakes than I can even count. But forgiving myself, I think that's love as well. But we'll kind of dive into like 
some definitions of love and stuff too. So I was curious on what love looks like for other people. So I posted on my IG and I texted a few of my friends and shout out to love looking like support because you guys came through. My husband was the first person to respond and I'm going to read you guys what he responded and it was on IG so it's kind of short but I think he kind of touched on how I feel and he said being comfortable with being your true self feeling that acceptance and that ties back into that self-love that I kind of brought up earlier how can you show up for others and try to love someone else if it's not dwelling in you first you know what I mean so I definitely can relate to that I think Daniel is the person that I can definitely be my purest self with as well as like close friends and stuff too but for example I'm not the best dancer at all but my husband dances pretty well and being comfortable enough to not be great at dancing but we'll have like little concerts at home and like little dance parties and stuff and even go out and I feel safe and I feel comfortable and I feel loved even though I in my mind am not doing like my best you know so thank you Daniel for kind of sharing what love looks like I'm sure we definitely have like more that we could say but I think that's a great starting point to me love is molded to us from our parents you know like if you come from a two-parent household and you see healthy communication you see your parents in love like on social media we've seen that more and more where there'll be videos of a couple and they're like and their kid is there and they're like, I want my child to see that their parents are in love. And I think that's so important. I personally, my parents were divorced since I was a baby. So while I didn't see my, I guess, biological parents in love, I did kind of get to see like my dad and my stepmom. Um, and while it may not be like outward affection, cause my dad's not necessarily like a physical touch person, I can still see it with like him cooking, him doing acts of service for her. And we'll talk on like love languages later on, but I realized that because I didn't necessarily have that constant figures of love in the household as much, I definitely looked for it in in wrong people. <laughs> um so yeah, I think that if we start analyzing our first foundations of love, whether that be a parent figure or a guardian, and seeing how they made you feel and how they showed you love, it'll tell you a lot about how you expect love from people as well as you give love to people. So I definitely struggled with codependency and it took a lot of therapy and work and living on my own and enjoying my solitude to really work out of that codependency. And sometimes people think like, 
oh, we're like joins at the hip and stuff, which is great to be loving like each other's company. But in the same breath, I think it's equally important to love your time alone and your solitude. And I apologize, guys, in advance. I have, I love my bunny, but he definitely likes to make some noise while I'm recording this podcast. But we're going to have patience because love is also patient and kind, right? So, yeah. So that kind of is going to dive me into my next poem that I want to share with you guys. And this is also from my book. It kind of was inspired probably by, um, I guess, seeing my parents not together and just other relationships and how the media kind of highlights black love. We're definitely highlighting black love because it is Black History Month, but of course, love is universal, so take that as you will. And this poem is entitled Misconstrued, and it is on page 76 if you have the book. All right. Black love is misunderstood. We are not all broken. We are pieces that flow in the wind. We can make a home from nothing because home is what dwells within. We are strength and vulnerability that all lie in one breath. The sweetness and spice all in one dose like chai tea lattes that trickle down your throat. We know goodness is more than a whole being filled more than an itch being scratched or a back being cracked. It's healing through dealing with someone that truly understands your pain. Ooh, sometimes I'll be reading my poetry and I'm like, girl, I felt that. Um, But yeah, I kind of want to touch on, I guess, that last piece about like dealing with someone that truly understands your pain. I really appreciate the non-romantic relationships that I have and the love that can be fostered in those friendships. You know, we don't choose our family, but we definitely choose our friends. And I think it's really beautiful when you can feel the love and support from your friend group. For example, I moved out when I was 18 and I remember it was my friends that really showed up for me. One of my friends helped me move. Another friend let me stay at um, stay with her and her brother pretty much for the whole summer. And then they helped move me into college. Those are all symbols of love to me. How you show up for your friends and how your friends show up for you, of course, in whatever capacity they can, you know, like you can't always give what you don't have. But it goes to show that love doesn't always have to be romantic. It's kind gestures, you know. I really tried harder after my last breakup to show up for my friends a bit more. I struggled with depression a lot, and I think sometimes... 
it was hard for me to see all the people that loved me and that would be there for me through pretty much anything I was going through. That's some of my friends teaching me how to drive. It's definitely the acts of service, but also like us telling each other we love each other. Tell your friends you love them. Sometimes we need to hear it. Sometimes they need to hear it, especially on hard days. Like randomly, my best friend, he'll text me, I love you. I hope you're having a great day. And when you get off the phone call, say you love them. You never know what could happen in life. And God forbid something happens to any of us. At least they know they were loved. And at least you know you were loved. So, yeah. Shout out to y'all. Because even you listening to this podcast, in my opinion, I'm feeling your love. So thank you. And that kind of leads me to my friend Tyree's definition of what love looks like. Shout out to the guys. You guys came through for your definitions of love. I appreciate you. So this is Tyree's definition of what love looks like. I often say that I want a love that affirms as easily and as often as it edifies. I think for me, love looks like being comforted by the ways you're held accountable, being led through support, and being willing to submit, and that you submit your full person to someone, and not just the parts that are pretty or you think they can handle. Ooh, you spitting facts, sorry. That is the truth. So I, again, like I mentioned before, like when I struggled with depression, I really didn't open up to a lot of people. My best friend, Skylar, of course, like sees all the ugly, the great, everything. But when me and Daniel first started dating, I was really doing a lot of heavy soul work. And it would get real sometimes the panic attacks or night terrors or whatever he was there for all of it not just the pretty parts of going out on dates and I don't know sipping paints or whatever like love is staying by someone of course if it's not like harming you like don't stay in abuse we're not gonna like fully get into that but I think it speaks volumes when someone isn't just there for the ride, for the good parts, you know? And I think it's important for all of us to be honest with ourselves. If we're a person that shows up for others, you know? Like if we're giving as much as we're receiving, because there have been times where I felt like I was giving and giving and not receiving back. And that's not a great place to be either. That's not love. At least that's not what love looks like for me. So, yeah. Thank you, Tyree, for your inputs. I think it's important that we also understand that everyone has a different love language. So, one... How do you like to love on yourself, right? I think that's important to learn, to understand, um, just so that you can self-regulate, self-soothe, and be the best 
version of yourself before you join with someone else. So understanding your own love languages, how you love yourself, right? And then it's understanding how you like to be loved from other people and then how you give love to other people. So there are five love languages. There's words of affirmation, acts of service, giving or receiving gifts, physical touch, and quality time. To be honest, I kind of feel like I am... So my top two are definitely words of affirmation and physical touch. However, physical touch is more so like in the romantic sense. I guess kind of like with really close friends, like hugs and stuff, but more the romantic sense. Um, But words of affirmation, I love hearing feedback, like great feedback, encouragement, you know, like gas me up. I'm a poet, so of course I'm going to need this. And also it ties into how I was raised. Um, My dad is a man of few words, you know, so once in a while, of course, he'll say he's proud of me and stuff. But um, I think sometimes how we want to be loved could be because we didn't necessarily either receive that in our childhood. So it manifests in our adulthood and we desire the things we didn't necessarily receive. Right. So words of affirmation. Another thing that I also give to other people maybe because I didn't always receive it so I like to write my friends encouraging texts or even like little letters um on cards and stuff or like send them voice notes yeah I also really enjoy doing acts of service for my friends so that looks like me making a meal for you I love to make something a dinner, invite somebody over and cook for all of us, Um, as well as like some of my guy friends, I would do their hair, especially in college, give them a little hot oil treatment, that good shampoo and conditioner, deep condition really. Yeah, like it's good to show people that you care. And gifts, I love giving art gifts to people. If you got one, you know, you know who you are. And if you haven't yet, don't hold it against me. Um, yeah. So definitely sit with your partner or even yourself and think about your love languages. They have like tons of quizzes online, so I'm sure you could find one. That's how I found out which um, were my top. I think my top were, yeah, words of affirmation, physical touch, and quality time. So I actually want to read another poem and this one is called masterpiece i think it ties great for black history month as well um my book definitely highlights blackness a lot and yeah i think with constantly seeing people of color being murdered it's really hard to feel the joy and the love in our community and love extends you know it's not just your friends and romantic partners it can be some a homeless person that you share a meal with it can be anybody you know it doesn't it's a lifestyle love is a lifestyle at least in my opinion that's how I want to be remembered and 
yeah, so I wrote this poem a while ago, sadly, because I I can't even remember who died that sparked this poem, but here we go. I fell in love with a masterpiece called Black Man. Created from the grains of ebony sand, shining in the sun from the polishing of a heavenly hand. I lift my black man above the crowds of thieves below, away from flies that feast on dead meat, blocking bullets bent on his defeat, holding his head to my chest so I know he still breathes. Carefully, I stroke the inner beast within him, a black soul similar to those that have been caged, yet whose song is strong and clear. I love my black man. His intelligence intimidates and therefore is questioned and classified as an exception. They don't love you, my black man. They love what you can do for them, how well you can clean for them, how quick your trip on asphalt will be for them. I won't let them steal you, my black man. See, they don't know who I am. I am black woman, and though I came from man, nations come from me. I am like the sea, calm and vicious, beautifully deadly. Our love is vast like my composition and deep like the depths of my soul. I am because you are. So live fruitfully, my black man. Your seeds no longer will be strange. I just imagine like snaps happening, but there's no one to snap here for me. So I'll snap for myself. Um, Yeah, that poem's deep. I'll give you guys a second. But um, I think sometimes we just need to be reminded of the joy and the love that is around us, especially when we're bombarded with trauma constantly, or we've lived through trauma. So, yeah, I have a few reflections for you guys to kind of think of and meditate on. What does love feel like and look like to you? Of course, that's the topic of this podcast. How could it not be a reflection? The second one is, how can you show yourself more self-love? And lastly, how can you show non-romantic love to those around you? I think, like I said before, we focus a lot on romantic partners, and that's great. I'm glad you are hopefully with somebody that loves and adores you, but... Let's not forget all the other people that love us as well. And lastly, I want to, of course, read what love is based on a biblical sense. Because when I was younger, like, of course, it was repeated over and over and over again. And in a way, I kind of like seeped some of that in and was like, okay, this is what love should be. This is what love is. So, yeah. This is 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. 
It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. So, if you haven't heard someone say, I love you recently, I love you, and... I appreciate you guys for listening this far, and I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Don't forget, guys, to swim in your feelings. Bye!